You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 171, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 171 of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley with you here. So today's episode, it is a brand new year, 2019. Hopefully, if you're listening to this in 2020, 2021 and, and beyond, you're going to be able to relate to today's topic because it, it's interesting that in a brand new year, everybody's excited. Everybody's ready. Everybody, you know, has the mantra of let's do things differently this year. Let's go all in. Let's 10x. You know, we've got all of this activation energy that typically happens in the first month of a brand new year. So given that you're also going to experience frustration because Everything does not go according to plan and things do take longer, especially in business than you think they will. And there are so many moving parts and pieces to building a business, starting a business. You add to that the fact that, you know, you might be dealing with self doubt or life stress and drama or uh, personal issues and you can quickly in a month like January become very disenchanted with the whole idea that this year was going to be different. And so I can speak from personal experience and say, I am on, uh, I have challenged myself and I've, I've had this challenge for years, but this is the first year where I strongly feel that it's going to get done. I've challenged myself to write 52 eBooks in 52 weeks. Now I started the challenge in November because I, in all senses of the word, I began my 2019 in November. And I'm already behind in the books because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things to do. And in past years, when I've had this challenge, I, I really gave up. I mean, I gave up pretty early in the year because I got to a point where I was five books behind because typically, you know, 52 eBooks in a year is one book a week. And so if you miss a couple days of writing, you typically are off your schedule. And in past years, I would get to probably about February or March. And I would be so disenchanted by how many books behind I was that I would literally give up and I'd just be done. I'd be like, okay, this is done, over, finished. Um, not this year though, not this year. I'm about four books behind and I'm still moving forward and I'm going to catch up on those books, which means I'm now on a one book written every three to four days thing, at least for the next couple of months. But I can tell you for a fact that I'm totally frustrated completely frustrated. And so I want this episode to ring true for those individuals who have really big 2019 goals or really big goals, whatever year you're listening to this in. And you feel the frustration of things taking longer than you anticipated, obstacles showing up, uh, roadblocks, mental roadblocks. If you are feeling, and on the one hand, excitement about the, the big goals that you've set for business in 2019, and on the other hand, super frustrated that there's only one of you, there's only 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week, and it feels like things are just not moving at the pace that you consider to be champion level moving, then this episode is for you because we're going to talk talk about how do you allow frustration to come and go? Because there is nothing in your business that will stall you more, that will get you stuck more, that will uh, keep you in your head more and and really make you very unproductive. There's nothing that's going to do that faster than frustration. And so one of the things that I'm continuing to learn in my business is how to quickly 
allow frustration to come and go. Because sometimes frustration will set in. And if we keep ruminating and thinking about what's frustrating us and getting bugged by what's frustrating us and replaying what's frustrating, then all you do is you waste all of your activation energy on being frustrated and pissed off and nothing has changed. But if you can get into the headspace where you know how to shift your mindset, how to get yourself into a state of calm, how to really, once you feel the frustration and you know it's frustration, what steps you need to take to simply allow it to be there, but to also allow it to quickly go. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Now, I want to begin with an uh, a quote out of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive uh, thinking. Ancient book, but he actually wrote and devoted a whole chapter to this, which if you have not read the book, go read it. And if you have read the book, go right back to chapter six, because chapter six is titled, Stop Fuming and Fretting. <laughs> Perfect. When we're talking about how do you allow frustration to come and go. So in chapter six, Stop Fuming and Fretting, this is what Dr. Peel says. He says, Many people make life unnecessarily difficult for themselves by dissipating power and energy through fuming and fretting. Do you ever fume and fret? Here is a picture of yourself if you do. The word fume means to boil up, to blow off, to emit vapor, to be agitated, to be distraught, to seethe. The word fret is equally descriptive. It is reminiscent of a sick child in the night, a petulant half cry, half whine. It ceases only to begin again. It has an irritating, annoying, penetrating quality. To fret is a childish term, but it describes the emotional reaction of many adults. So being somebody who does fume and fret from time to time, this excerpt makes me laugh because it's also a get it together talk to myself that I don't need to be throwing mental, uh, verbal or physical temper tantrums in the middle of airports. If you've listened to she runs the show, you know what I'm talking about. So fuming and fretting is not good because it steals your energy. It steals your focus. And, and yes, there are going to be moments in your business where you're totally frustrated. There will be. That's just how it goes. Um, but how, and here's the question, because this is the question I had to answer for myself early this morning where I was super frustrated about a personal thing. And I literally had to have the get it together talk that we're about to have now and do the steps that I'm talking to you about right now to get my head out of something that in this moment I cannot change, but will be able to change in a matter of weeks. So how do you, whether it's personal or professional, business, what have you, how do you allow frustration to come and go? I'm going to give you 10 steps. So the first step, and Dr. Norman Vincent Peale talks about this in his chapter, Stop Fuming and Fretting. The first step is you've got to slow down your pace. So you'll notice that when you're frustrated about something, your mind is racing. Like your mind is going a thousand miles a minute about how pissed off you are, how angry you are. How could I let this happen? How could I do that? How could I not? I mean, you just have all of these thoughts that are going through your head. You also might be pacing the room physically. You might be uh, doing, you know, multitasking five things at once. You might be all over the place. And so the first step to allow frustration to come and go is you've got to slow down your pace. Sometimes that means you literally have to stop yourself in your tracks, both mentally and physically. You have to sit your butt in a chair and you have to go calm down. Like we're literally thinking about this way too much, overthinking this whole thing. Just sit with it and breathe. So number one, slow down your pace. Number two, you've got to give yourself room to process the frustration. So the first personal frustration that I was thinking about this morning, 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty pissed. I'm still pretty pissed. I'm calm now, but I'm not pleased at all. And it's going to be about 12 weeks before I can get this situation rectified. So what I had to say to myself this morning was breathe. <laughs> like number one, when you're, I'm a mouth breather in general, but mouth breathing does not produce calm. It is actually when you take deep breaths in through your nose and out through your nose that you are able to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And that is the thing that brings you into a state of Zen. So I had to remind myself, number one, don't mouth breathe. And I had to give myself, you know, I had to get myself ready to process the frustration. Because here's the thing. If you're processing the frustration from a frustrated place, you will just do more of that. But in order for you to really process the frustration, you've got to be in a calm place. And deep breaths are the fastest way to get there. So literally it is four breaths in, and then slowly allow yourself to, preferably through your nose, although I'm doing it through my mouth, a, a good eight seconds of breathing out. You do that five to 10 times and it typically brings you down a couple notches at least. So take deep breaths in um, as, and here's the important piece. So when I say in step number two, so first you slow down your pace, you stop yourself in your tracks, you slow things down, you slow your head down. Second, you give yourself room to process the frustration by taking deep breaths in and out of your nose as you think about what's frustrating you. So the importance of doing both. As you're doing the deep breathing, you're thinking about what's frustrating you because your breath is training your mind to slow down about how you're seeing what's frustrating you. Your breath is actually what's activating your parasympathetic nervous system. So your mind can now calm down a bit about the frustration and not make it bigger than it is. That's step number two. Step number three is you've got to identify the frustration, the specific frustration. Because what we tend to do is we tend to um, domino effect frustration. We're frustrated about this one thing over here, and then before long we're overthinking it. So now it creates this domino effect, this wave of where we start to think about every single thing we're frustrated about, and we're solving nothing because we're all over the place and thinking about frustration in general. So the third step to allow frustration to come and go is you've got to identify the frustration and pinpoint what or who you're frustrated and or angry about. Here's something really important to remember. Anger is a, a cousin to frustration. And typically when frustration shows up, so too does anger if you don't manage it properly. So whatever it is that's frustrating you, you want to, this is part of why you slow down your pace and you start taking deep breaths. You want to say to yourself, okay, what am I really pissed off about here? What am I really frustrated? What's what, like at the end of the day, I could be frustrated about 50 things, but there really is that one thing that in terms of having the most power of frustration over me at this moment, it is that one thing. And so this morning I sat with myself and said, what am I most frustrated about? And in fact, what I was most frustrated about and what I'm still most frustrated about is not the event. It's the fact that I did not listen to my intuition and go a different way when I knew my intuition told me to go a different way, period. That's what I was most frustrated about. So once you get down, because typically the thing that you're, that you think you're frustrated about is not the real thing. You've got to get to the real thing. So number three, the third step to allow frustration to come and go is identify the frustration and pinpoint what or who you're frustrated and or angry about. So once you get to that, now you've got the source. Step number four is you've got to decide if there's something you can do about it. If you can do something about it, handle it. If you can't do anything about it, you're on the wrong subject.
So when I thought about my personal frustration this morning, and it wasn't a business frustration, although I've got certainly with my eBooks, I've got frustration there. But when I thought about my personal frustration this morning, I really said to myself, okay, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Can I do anything about it right now? This second, like, can I, can I literally solve it right now? This second. And the answer was no, I cannot solve it right now. This second. Um, if you can't solve what you're frustrated about, first of all, if you can solve it, then stop using your energy to be frustrated. Use your energy to solve it. If you can't solve it, which oftentimes in business happens, you know, you have uh, a launch blow up, you have a product not going out, uh, things aren't getting mailed on time. Maybe in this very moment, you can't do anything about that. You're waiting for the post office or, or FedEx or whoever to open up. If you can't do anything about it, you're on the wrong subject. So, Number four is you decide if there's something you can do about it and if you can handle it. If you can't, you decide that you're on the wrong subject, you need to get off that subject. And number five, the fifth step you can take to allow frustration to come and go is remind yourself that whatever you're frustrated about is what you don't want. Like here's the thing about frustration. If I sit in my frustration, the personal frustration that I had this morning, if I sit in it, then all I'm doing is thinking about what I don't want. All I'm doing is focusing on what I don't want, which also means that I'm getting more of what I don't want in the future because that is where all my energy is going. I am putting my effort and my energy, my focus into what I don't want, which means I'm going to produce, produce more of it in the future. So step number five, if you want to allow frustration to come and go, remind yourself what you're doing. The longer you sit focused on what you're frustrated about, which if you're, if you can handle it, handle it. Don't sit in it. But if you can't handle it right now, you can't do anything about it. But the more you focus on the frustration, the more frustration you're going to get. The more frustrated you're going to feel, the more you're going to produce that in the future. You want to say to yourself, I don't want this in my future. So let me stop focusing on things that I don't want. Now, the sixth step to allow frustration to come and go is this. Once you realize you don't want to focus on what you're frustrated about, you're going to handle whatever you can and not worry about the rest because you're on the wrong, wrong subject if you can't do anything to solve it at this moment. Number six is you want to pivot your thoughts to what you do want. So when I thought about my personal frustration this morning, I said, okay, well, what, what's the outcome that I want in this situation? I know I can't get it today. I know I can't get it next week. I know I'm about 12 weeks away from getting it. What, what do I, what do I want? And then I thought about that. I thought about that outcome and, and I go, okay, well, what do I really want in this situation? What is that going to take? So number six is pivot your thoughts to what you do want. The seventh step to allow frustration to come and go is take immediate action on something that has nothing to do with what you're frustrated about. And make forward movement. Here's the thing. The answer, the solution to any frustration is forward movement. It's progress. It's momentum. It's feeling like you are in control of your life and you're getting things done. And so the cure to any frustration does not have to be with that specific frustration. You could do something else that is productive and makes progress and takes you forward in a totally different area of your life. And you will feel less frustrated in general, period, because you're making forward movement. So step number seven is find something, anything. It does not matter what it is. Take immediate action on something that has nothing to do with what you're frustrated about. Because again, when you're frustrated about a, a certain subject, it is best to pivot and get off of that subject if there's nothing you can do about it right now. Focus on something else. Make forward progress on something else. 
take immediate action on something that has nothing to do with what you're frustrated about and make forward movement. The eighth step that you can take to allow frustration to come and go is that is this one. Take actions that are moving you to what will solve the frustration without focusing on it. So it sounds like an oxymoron because I just told you, don't do anything. If you can't do anything about what you're frustrated about, don't focus on it. Do immediate action somewhere else. But after you've done immediate action somewhere else and you're feeling pretty good because you're feeling like you're making headway in another area, now you can come back to the frustrating thing and you can say, okay, what's going to solve this? And typically you're still not focused on what you're frustrated about. When you're solving what you're frustrated about, there are other requirements and other steps and other things that you need to do that need to happen first. So you're, even though you're solving the frustration, you're not focused on the frustration. So step eight is take actions that are moving you to what will solve the frustration without directly focusing on it. So for example, my personal frustration this morning, there is nothing that I can do about it for the next 12 weeks. Nothing other than sort of, um, manage it and, and do my best not to be pissed off about it for the 12 weeks it's going to take for me to rectify the situation. But what I can do in the meantime is I can focus on those things that are going to get me to that 12 week point and that once I get to that 12 week point, I'm going to feel more powerful, um, more in control, joyful. Like there are things that I can do that are not directly on the subject of what I'm frustrated about that will actually put me in a place when I do have the moment to solve that frustration in 12 weeks, I will feel that much more powerful than I do right now. And so I'm focusing on cultivating my power for the next 12 weeks rather than focusing on how do I get through the next 12 weeks before I can actually solve this personal frustration. So that gives you an example of that. Number nine, the ninth step, if you want to allow frustration to come and go is this. Remind yourself, and this is from the Bible, this too shall pass. You know, sometimes I think we get frustrated about stuff and we just linger in them and we act as if this is never going to go away or it's never going to be different or it's always going to be like this. No, it's not always going to be like this. If you just look at the last five years of your life, you know that it's not always going to be. Everything changes. Everything. Everything changes. So there comes a moment where you're overreacting because you're in the midst of frustration and you're focusing completely on the frustration where you need to remind yourself constantly. And this is a way to allow frustration to come and go where you say, this too shall pass. This is temporary. It is not forever. It is not permanent. Everything changes, including me, including what I'm frustrated about. Like this is not forever. So let me not give it the weight of forever when this is going to pass just like everything else. Seasons change. So remind yourself, step number nine, that this too shall pass. The 10th and final step step that I'm going to talk about for allowing your frustration to come and go is this. Do all that you can and don't overwork. I struggle with this. So I want to speak to it for a minute because if you are an overachiever type A kind of person, you, you seesaw in this zero 100 thing. And there's nothing wrong with being zero 100. I've talked on many an episode that I'm no longer in the mode of trying to change my zero 100 nature. It is a competitive advantage, period. Because when I'm a hundred, I'm the hardest working person in the room. When I'm zero, I also have the ability to rejuvenate, relax, and come back stronger. And so you will never hear me say, you need more balance in your life. You'll never hear me say, you need to be more middle. I don't believe in middle of the road. I believe you're all in or you're out. So step number 10 is a challenge for me because step number 10 is do all that you can and don't overwork. And you know when you're overworking. Here's the thing. When you're frustrated, 
about something, one of the, especially if you're an overachiever, one of the things you really want to do is you want to just dive into action and you want to just handle it and get it solved and like whatever it takes, but you're frustrated. So you're not even going into the action from your highest place of power, which is why the deep breathing and the slowing down become important because the results you produce are always based on the energy with which you do the action taking part of it. So when I say do all that you can and don't overwork, it really means just that. Do everything that you can, whole mind and present action today, but don't do more than what is possible for today. Because the moment you start to overwork, you increase your level of frustration because now you're trying to get, um, done in a day, what actually takes a week to get done, it's not going to get done, then you're going to be even more frustrated because you're not living up to your own expectations. You know what 100% looks like for you. You know what wow in a day looks like for you. Focus on delivering the whole mind and present action wow to whatever you're doing in your life and business. And when the day is done, you'll know it. End the day. Don't push yourself beyond the point of wow. So step number 10, do all that you can and don't overwork. So again, really everybody's going to get frustrated. You're going to have frustrations, especially as you start a new year and you want to ramp up and you want to do great things in your business and you want this to be a totally different year. But here's the thing. Intensity is powerful, but consistency, I can't talk this morning, is more powerful. Consistency is more powerful. I'm a firm believer that you do both. I'm a firm believer that you do intensity and consistency. But if you have to choose one over the other because you can't, for whatever reason, do both at this moment, consistency is king. But you cannot be consistent in pursuing the goals you have if you're constantly being held back by frustration, if you're getting stuck in frustration, if you're um, putting your energy more into frustration than you are into taking the consistent, persistent, daily massive action that you need to take. So these 10 steps will help you. Let me go over the 10 steps one more time. This is how you allow frustration to come and go. Number one, slow down your pace. Number two, give yourself room to process the frustration. Take deep breaths in and out through the nose as you think about what's frustrating you. Step number three, identify the frustration and pinpoint what or who you're frustrated and or angry at. Number four, decide if there's something you can do about it. If you can, handle it immediately. If you can't, you're on the wrong subject. Step number five, remind yourself that whatever you're frustrated about is what you don't want, which also means you're focused on what you don't want, which also means you're going to get more in the future of what you don't want. Don't do it. Focus on what you do want. Step number six, pivot your thoughts to what you do want. Step number seven, take immediate action on something that has nothing to do with what you're frustrated about and make forward movement. Step number eight, take actions that are moving you to what will solve the frustration without focusing on the frustration. Step number nine, remind yourself constantly, which I will be doing a lot over the next 12 weeks. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Step number 10, do all that you can and don't overwork. Do all that you can and don't overwork. Final thought, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. That is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Let me say it again, because it's such a powerful quote. And it's probably something I should post where I can see it on my uh, 300 day challenge board. Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. You know, so often, and I talk about this because sometimes people, um, people mix up complacency and patience. Complacency and patience are not the same thing. You can be still without standing still. And patience is being still. 
So you can be still without standing still, but here's the thing you want to remember. Nature which produces amazing things. I mean, mountains, trees, lakes, rivers, you name it. Uh, nature operates on its own pace. I mean, a tree takes what, 80, 100 years to grow to full size? So when we think about our business and our life and, and this new year, guess what? There's going to be another new year after this one and another one and another one. And so it's so important to remember the words of Ralph Walder Emerson, which says, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Here's the other thing I want to say. Frustration is a message. It is a sign. It is, um, it's not all bad. So I, I want you to walk away knowing that when you get frustrated, it's not that you shouldn't be, you shouldn't ever be frustrated. Yes, you're going to be frustrated because usually frustration comes to tell you that something's not right, that you need to handle things differently, that the pace or the way or the approach that you're taking is not the most effective way to go about doing something. So frustration for sure brings messages with it that you want to take in. But it is not an emotion that you want to sit in for an extended period of time because it will steal your energy, it will steal your focus, uh, you'll get stuck in it, and then you will not make forward movement, and then you'll be even more frustrated. So it's really important to develop calm as a superpower, but more specifically, it's really important to learn how to quickly, I mean, when you begin to do these 10 steps, you learn how to quickly move out of frustration. I think I was frustrated about this personal thing this morning for probably 10 minutes. Probably. And then I did exactly what I just showed you. And I'm going to continue to do that because it's going to be 12 weeks before I can solve it. Uh, I'm going to continue to do that every day, every single time I get frustrated because you're frustrated, your frustration, if it's a situation that you can't handle immediately, it will get reactivated. Every time you think about it or you see something that reminds you of it or you talk to your, your frustration can get reactivated. So you constantly have to be Im implementing some of these or all of these 10 steps. And I think the deep breathing is the most important. Whenever you're frustrated about anything, take 10 deep breaths, four seconds in, eight seconds out through the nose. And you will see the power of that deep breathing. And then on top of that, really focus on what you do on. Remember, this is the most important piece. I hope you get this besides the deep breathing. You get what you focus on every single time you get what you focus on. And if you focus on everything that's frustrating you, everything that's bugging you, everything that's not working for you, the only thing you're doing is producing more of that in the future. You're drawing more of that in. So it's really important to make sure that your focus is at least, I would say at least 85% of, of your thought life on what you do want and not on what you don't want, on taking action on the things that you do want, not on, uh, you know, rebounding from the things that you don't want. Focus on what you do want because then you can make forward movement. You can alleviate some of that frustration. Uh, you can move in the right direction with it is the whole point. So that is episode 171. Please be sure to check out the latest books uh, by now. Who knows how many more books I've written at overcomingfearbooks.com. Uh, one of my latest books, The Year of You, which gives you a very detailed reinvention plan. Uh, please go ahead and check that out because Whatever year it is, whatever year you're listening to, it has to be the year of you every single year. And most people don't know how to do that. So I wrote a book called The Year of You so you would have a very detailed step-by-step -step approach to making your life about you. It needs to be about you. All right, everybody, I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. <laughs>